Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. The enemy wants to put your eyes out so that you cannot see the divine power that God has all around you. He wants you to be subject to the things of this world. Glory to God. Subject to the authority that you can see. Subject to the authority that you can feel. Subject to the authority that's in this realm. When my friend, you don't have to be subject to this. You can declare, I'm a servant of the Most High God. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Well, praise the Lord, saints of God. Praise the Lord. Hello, this is Pastor Mark Stroud back once again on a Thursday night to bring you the rich word of the Lord. I am thankful that you decided to join us again, and we're going to have a great time. We've been talking about fear, overcoming our fears every Thursday night for a while now. And I believe this is part number nine. Yeah. So we've been going at it for a while. If you haven't heard um, the preceding uh, messages, go back and or haven't, haven't uh, viewed the preceding messages, go back and uh, make sure you avail yourself to the archive. So we want to welcome all of you tonight in Jesus' name. Tonight, we will be talking about our perspective our rather our perception that's what i want to say our perception yes it's going to be one of those nights we're going to need some prayer our perception so we're going to be doing that for the next maybe three or so sessions here uh together so let's go ahead and have a word of prayer and dive right down to it okay heavenly father we thank you so very much in the mighty name of jesus for this time that you've given us lord i pray that you would speak to us by your spirit and holy spirit you are the teacher we proclaim that every week you are the teacher and we need you to lead us into all truth and show us things to come ah oh, lord we pray tonight for massive victory over all types of fear reveal your keys and wisdom so that we may overcome and be more effective in these last days in jesus name amen all right Thank you so much for praying with me. Well, as you know, this series has a confession. So let's go right back into our confession. For those of you that are joining us by way of podcast or by way of CD, uh, remember when I say it, you just repeat after me. For those of you that are watching us right now, you can, of course, say it with me as it appears on the screen. You ready? All right, let's do it. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I have been washed by the blood of Jesus. The greater one lives in me, and I am yielded to his spirit. Therefore, I shall always overcome, be triumphant, and excel in all matters of the kingdom. Today, I declare I am fearless, bold, and safely secured in the Father's love for me. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You did an excellent job as usual. Thank you so much for joining me. All right. So let's ask the question tonight. What do you see? What do you see? What's your perception? Now, I'm going to give you about three, maybe four cases. Um, not all tonight, of course. Remember, we only have about 20 minutes or so every time. 
but uh, give you one great case about perception and how it is a key to overcome fear. I wrote some things down earlier. I, I just want to read them to you. Uh, sometimes I can just quote it, but let me just read it to you because this is powerful. This is powerful. I believe the Lord really gave it to me uh, to give to you tonight or whenever you're watching in the morning, afternoon. Praise the Lord. All right, here we go. The key to overcoming your fears is to rise above them. We fear the evil thing only when we choose to submit to lesser thinking and lesser awareness. There is nothing and no one that has more power and authority than our Heavenly Father. Grab a hold of that. That makes me so excited. His power is infinite, and it is unfathomable. Fathomable is infinite. <laughs> okay, you got me, right? All others dwarf in his presence and, and by comparison. And he has wrapped this power for us in the name of Jesus. When you declare the name of Jesus, you declare the very power of God. The very power and presence of God comes on the scene to heal, deliver, to save, hallelujah, to cast out devils, demons. When you say the name of Jesus, because remember, God exalted Jesus and gave him a name that is above all other names. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Boy, we're getting excited tonight. Hallelujah. And don't you forget that Jesus is seated. The Bible says in Ephesians uh, that Jesus is seated at the right hand of God. So there is no other that is higher than he. And in Christ, hallelujah, you and I are in Christ, hallelujah. And because we're in Christ, we are also seated with him and in him at the Father's right hand. Glory to God. Don't you know how much power you possess in the name of Jesus and in the person of Jesus Christ? Glory to God. Listen, when we fear, we choose to ignore the power and faithfulness of God and give place to a far lesser authority and power. Let me read, it, read that one more time. When we fear, we choose to ignore the power and faithfulness of God and give place to a far lesser authority and power. Yes, we can be deceived, but deception is tied into our will. You have to choose uh, you have to choose one or the other. You have to choose to believe one and disbelieve the other. Even when the physical, even when the physical realm feeds us with information to the contrary of the divine reality. I love that. Even when what you see feeds you information that is contrary to the, to the divine reality. Well, what is divine reality? The divine reality is what really is. And what is that? What God said it is, right? God says you are healed. That's divine reality. Hallelujah. But the situation says, oh, I still have a cough. Oh, I still feel bad. 
Those are lying symptoms. Let me say it, let me say it this way. Those are stinking lying symptoms. Hallelujah. The, the divine reality of the matter is that Jesus has already healed you. Glory to God. You were healed and you are healed. That's divine reality. We have to take the word of God for true fact. <laughs> Glory. Oh, my God. Thank you, Lord. So again, yes, we can be deceived, but deception is tied into our will. We have to choose to believe or disbelieve another. When, uh, even when the physical realm feeds us with information to the contrary of the divine reality of the perfect will of God or the word of God, uh, we must still, even when the physical realm says opposite, we must still believe in the supremacy of God and in the name of Jesus. He is all powerful and is the great and is greater than the sum total of all our fears. It is the devil that tempts us to believe that the, that the, natural, uh, that the natural world is truth when all along it is the spirit realm that is actually truth. Remember we talked about uh, the difference between what is true and what is truth, right? What is true is temporary, but what is truth is eternal and it can never change. It is true that you're watching this video right now, but of course that will not always be true. You got some other things to do. You only been watching it just for a little while. So it is true that you're watching the video, but it is truth that, uh, that the word of God endures to all generations. It is truth that the things of God are eternal. Uh, Jesus Christ is Lord. That is truth. Hallelujah. He has healed you. That is truth. So when we're, when we're pulling for our miracles, we're pulling for our miracles, really it's a battle. It's a battle to believe in what we see uh, versus what we do not see. It's a battle over what is true and what is truth. Hallelujah. And which one will win, will win out in our lives? But I hear people say all the time, but, but what if it's not, what, what if God doesn't heal me and, and I die? Well, you mean to tell me you're going to die in faith? Well, that's a great thing. Let your testimony be that you believed in the Lord. Hallelujah. And again, I would rather die in faith than live in fear. Glory. I would rather die in faith, having the joy of the Lord as my strength, depending upon him, than live in fear. You know what it means to live in fear. Hallelujah. And that's not bondage I would wish upon my worst enemy. So I would rather live in faith. I would rather believe God than spend my days in worry. Oh, goodness. Do we need to talk about that again? You have a choice to either believe God or spend your days in worry. You can choose to worry, but remember, worry is not productive. Uh, at least not on the good sense, right? Worry is not productive. All it's going to do is drain you and... and um, uh, cortisol levels in your blood, your body will rise and all of that. And, and just bad things will happen when you just sit around and worry. And worry is the breeding ground uh, for demonic powers. It's the breeding ground for fear. Oh, the enemy loves it. It's like flies being drawn to, um, you know, excrement poop, whatever. All right. I got it. It's so when you're sitting around worrying, you are attracting all this negative to yourself. 
But listen, you can either sit in worry or you can sit in faith. Hallelujah. The situation, listen, if so-and-so's in the hospital, if um, bad news is going on right now and there's nothing you can do about it, I mean, there's nothing that you can do about it. There are no phone calls that need to be made. There's nothing that you can say. There's nothing that you can do. You can either sit there and worry or you can sit there in faith. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Ignore the voice of fear and hear and listen to the voice of faith. Glory to God. Now, how do you do that? Well, you get a hold of God's word and you declare what he said. And what are you doing? You are declaring the supremacy of the will of God, supremacy of the word of God over this situation. Amen. All right. All right. Let's get into this, though, because I, <clears throat> our time is short. <clears throat> and uh, I want you to uh, let's talk about perception, perception tonight. This is the first part. And one of the greatest perceptions um, of faith over fear, I'll find, you'll find here in the book of Samuel, the 17th chapter, as it talks about David. So we're going to do just a little bit of reading tonight. You know, the account of David and Goliath. So we're going to go right back here tonight, and hopefully we can finish all of this and then move on to the next time. So, um, so <clears throat> yes, <clears throat> thank you for praying for me. <laughs> all right. 1 Samuel 17, verse 8, 9, 10, 11. Let's talk about that. Read a little bit and we'll go a little bit further. All right, here we go. Um, so we're diving right into it now when David's about to, rather when Goliath is about to taunt the armies of Israel. All right, so it says here, And he stood and cried unto the armies of Israel and said unto them, Why, why are ye come out to set your, to set your battle in array? Am I, rather, am not I a Philistine, and ye servants of Saul, rather, and ye servants to Saul? Choose you a man for you, and let him come down to me. Oh, I just saw something. Oh, it makes me want to jump. Oh, we're going to come back to it. I didn't see it before, but I see it now. We'll, we'll get to it in a second. <clears throat> Notice it says here, uh, this is uh, Goliath taunting the armies of Israel. He said here, why are you come out to set your battle in array? Am not I a Philistine and ye servants to Saul? Choose you a man for you and let him come down to me. Verse nine, if he be able to fight with me and to kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I... But if I prevail against him and kill him, then shall ye be our servants and serve us. And the Philistine said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. Verse 11, when Saul and all, the, when Saul and all Israel heard those words of the Philistine, they were, rather, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Let me tell you the thing that I saw here. <clears throat> uh, here's the tactic of the enemy. My God. Here's what the devil does here, and we can see it through the life of Goliath here. He said, why are you... Uh, why are the armies trying to fight? He said, am I not a Philistine? Okay, we know who you are, Goliath. We know what side you're on. And he said, and aren't you servants of Saul? Listen, he didn't say, aren't you servants of the Most High God? 
He said, aren't you servants of Saul? In other words, he was saying he was mentally bringing them down to the level of serving a man. He was really skillfully ripping them away from their covenant with God. He was having, his argument was, because you are servant of Saul, servant of the man, hey, then you should be able to do this with, you should be able to fight with me. But none of them realized that they were servants of God, servants of Jehovah, hallelujah, Jehovah, the one true God, hallelujah, the God of Israel. They didn't realize that. They just considered themselves servants of the man. And if you consider yourself uh, merely limited to man's authority and man's power, you're always going to come short uh, from the enemy. We uh, come short when you're fighting the enemy. Always come short of that. Now, we'll see this as we go further on down. The enemy wants to put your eyes out so that you cannot see the divine power that God has all around you. He wants you to be subject to the things of this world. Glory to God. Subject to the authority that you can see. Subject to the authority that you can feel. Subject to the authority that's in this realm. When, my friend, you don't have to be subject to this, you can declare, I'm a servant of the Most High God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. And you know what? That's exactly what David did. That's exactly what David did. Oh my God. Let's look further on down here. Glory to God. He said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. All right, well, let's look on. But look, look how um, Saul and the rest of the people felt about it. And it says in verse, um, 12, verse 11, when Saul, when Saul and all Israel heard th those words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now, let's enter in David here. Let's talk about David. We're going to skip on down to verse 22. Now, in your spare time, you can go ahead and read the entire, um, entire book of 1 Samuel, but the, the account here of David, David and Goliath is all here in 1 Samuel uh, 17. So I'm going to be reading portions as we go on down. Verse 22 says, and David left. Now, David's father sent him out, Jesse. David's father sent him to check out, uh, check on his brothers that were there um, and they were part of the Israelite army. So David's dad sent him down there to check on your brothers and see how they're doing. All right, so David comes down with, um, with food for his brothers just to talk to them and, and report back to dad, all right? So verse 22 says, And David left his carriage in the hand of the keeper of the carriage, in the hand of the keeper of the carriage, and ran into the army and... Yeah, and ran into the army and came and saluted his brethren. How y'all doing? Verse 23. And as he talked with them, behold, they came, there came up the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, out of the armies of the Philistines, and spake according to the same words, and David heard them. Now, remember last time that Goliath has been taunting the armies of Israel for about 40 days. And every time he has come out, he has scared them to death, so to speak. He has scared uh, Saul and the armies. They were afraid and dismayed. For 40 days, he withstood them. He didn't, he didn't throw a spear. Now, here's another tactic of the enemy. Yeah, Goliath didn't throw a spear. Uh, obviously, he had one. He had a sword and all that. But it was just tactics of intimidation. Intimidation. 
He didn't go up to Saul face to face, nose to nose. He didn't do that to any of them. Not one of them. He just spoke words. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to take this from you. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And his words of intimidation froze Saul and the army, froze the people of God, froze. Now, again, he didn't punch one of them. He didn't do any of that. But all he did was come out, come out. Ah, ah. You know, I'm Goliath. Look how tall I am. Ah, and I'm going to huff and puff and ah. You got me, right? So he did all of that, and he just intimidated them, and they froze like a deer in headlights. They just uh, froze, and they were so terrified. Why? Because they were looking at themselves, but not God. Looking at themselves, but not the Father. Are you with me? So let's look at, let's look at it again now. David hears these same words of intimidation. But let's see what David says. And the, and the men of Israel... Oh, rather, let's go back up to um, verse 23. And, uh, and it says at the end of that, and spake, and spake according to the same words, and David heard them. All right, verse 24. And all the men, I love this word all, and all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were sore afraid, all of them. Right? Verse 25. And the men of Israel said, have ye seen this man that has come up? Surely to defy Israel, he, uh, surely to, to defy Israel is he come up. And it shall be that the man who killeth him, the king will enrich him with great riches and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. No more taxes for your family. He promises. I mean, Saul is so terrified. Hey, can somebody deal with this? Somebody, and I'll make you rich. Your family won't have to pay taxes, and you'll be a part of the royal family forever. Who's going to do this? Verse 26, and David spake to the, to the men that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man that killeth this Philistine and taketh away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Hallelujah. That's powerful. So David gets angry. Who is this that's saying these words? Who is this that's going about saying these things? So David sees a cause and David sees an opportunity. Hallelujah. Let's look a little bit further. Let's uh, further. Let's look at verse 27. And the people answered him after this manner, saying, uh, so shall it be done to the man that killeth him. And Eliab, or Eliab, his oldest brother, heard, rather, and Eliab, or Eliab, his eldest brother heard when he spake unto the men. And Eliab, Eliab's, aunt, um, Eliab's Lord, and Eliab's, Anger was kindled against David, and he said, Why camest thou, why camest thou down hither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know thy pride and the naughtiness of thine heart. 
for thou art come down that thou mayest see the battle. And David said, have, what have I done now? Is there not a cause? You know, so here it is. David's carrying the answer and his brothers are afraid. Remember, all of them are afraid. His brothers are afraid. And David begins to speak up and begins to say words that they uh, are not courageous enough to say. David begins to say it, but look who first cuts him down. It's not Goliath that cuts David down. It's his family. It's those close relationships that cut him down. Remember the same thing happened to Jesus there in, in, in uh, the town of Nazareth where he grew up. He came in full of power, full of authority. He's God in the flesh, but his relatives in the town cut him down. We know you. you marriage boy. Yeah, we know your brothers and sisters. Yeah, you're nobody special, they were saying. But what could he do? He, the Bible says he could there do no mighty works because of their unbelief. Wow. Isn't that something? And so here's David. But of course, you know, Jesus sends the disciples out and uh, gives them power and authority. And they go, they go out from that place and they leave the place of unbelief and they do all sorts of miracles. Hallelujah. Jesus at that point just downshifts, so to speak, and he begins to teach the village, teach his hometown. Well, that's all they allowed him to do there was to teach glory. But listen again, because of these familiar relationships, uh, Eliab, they, they were jealous over David and they sought to cut him down. What you doing here? What are you doing here? David says, look, what have I said now? Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? Someone should be standing up to this man. Someone should be standing up. Now, listen. Now, how did David have this courage in the face of fear when everybody else was afraid? Well, David had experience with God and he had a testimony. When he leaves this place, he goes over to Saul, King Saul, and he tells Saul of his intentions. Hey, I want to fight Goliath. And Saul tell him, you know, hey, you can't fight this man of war. You're just a child. You can't fight against him. And David gives this testimony here as we see here. Now, it says in verse number 34, And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he rose, arose against me, I called him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Thy servant slew both the, the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. Now, I want you to notice something here. David continually, this is the second time I believe he's called Goliath the uncircumcised Philistine. Circumcision was a sign of the covenant. Circumcision meant that you're on the Lord's side. Hallelujah. David says, Goliath is uncircumcised. The Lord is not with him, but he is with us. Glory. He said the Lord is not with him. He is with us. 
Now, if he was circumcised on the side of God, of course, we wouldn't be having this situation in the first place. But David recognizes he doesn't have a covenant relationship with God, but we do. Who is this man that does not know God's power, that does not know his covenant? But listen, David has confidence and he has boldness in God because he knows who he is and he knows the power of the God that he serves. David is under covenant and covenant says and in covenant word, rather the words of covenant state this. God said that he would fight your enemies. Hallelujah. He would fight for you. Glory to God. And I love what it says in in first Chronicles 2020. Uh, it talks about how the battle is the Lord. The battle is the Lord. David said, I've got a covenant. And when you look at me, you're just not looking at me, but you're also looking at those that are around me. There's a network of a network of angels and the power and presence of God are on me. He said, send me in, coach. Send me in. I'm ready to do some battle. Send me in. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because he knows who he is. Oh, my God. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. Woo, this is so powerful. I'm getting a lot out of this, and I pray that you are, too. So David says, I know who I am, and I know who I serve. Remember, Goliath said, uh, you are servants of Saul. But David knows I serve the Most High God. He's with me. Hallelujah. I'm with him. Glory. Let's look a little bit further. Now, let's, let's drop down to verse 45. Then David said, uh, uh, then David said to the Philistine, now he's, David's there approaching Goliath. Now he has his five uh, smooth stones in his bag and he has his sling and he's approaching Goliath. Then said David to the Philistine, thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield. Listen, but I come to thee in the name of of the Lord of hosts. Let me read that again. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. Did you see that? Glory to God. Here, here again, David said, Goliath, you don't have a covenant. I have a covenant. It's just not me you're fighting with. You're fighting with him. And your arms are too short to box with God, David was saying. Come on, bring it, bring it, bring it. Remember, the others were afraid. They were terrified. But David was empowered because he knew his covenant. He knew the word of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's read on a little bit. Let's look at verse 46. This day, listen to David proclaiming. This day will the Lord deliver thee <clears throat> into mine hands, rather to mine hand, and I will smite thee and take thine head from thee, and I will, and I will give the carcass of the host of the Philistines uh, this day unto uh, this day unto the fowls of the air, and to the wild beasts of the earth, and listen of the earth. And it says that all the earth may know. Here's the reason I'm doing this. Give my God glory that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel and all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands. Did you see that? 
So when David says, so, so all of them were over there, the army was scared of Goliath. They're scared because they're looking at themselves. They didn't have the right uh, perspective, right, or perception. They didn't have the right perception. <laughs> they didn't have it. They were looking at themselves. And what does fear do? Fear wants you to look at yourself. But what does faith do? Faith points you straight to God. Hallelujah. They were afraid and could not face this because they were looking at themselves. But David was not afraid. David was fired up. Why? Because he was looking to God. His perception, the way what he saw was different from what Israel saw. Israel saw this unsurmountable mountain, this big mountain of a man, and there's no way that they could beat him. But David saw God. He said, there's no way I can lose. Hallelujah. The armies of Israel said, there's no way I can win. David said, there's no way I can lose. Glory to God. You can't lose with the stuff I use. Glory to God. Oh, this is so exciting. So as we've been talking tonight, and I got to wrap this up, as we've been talking tonight about Perception. What do you see? What do you see? If all you see is just an enemy or you see your own weaknesses or frailties, you're not going to get very far. But if you see the power and presence of God, if you see God and if you remind yourself of the covenant that he's given to you, remind yourself of his word. Hallelujah. Then you will see that, as David said, let's read it one more time. He says uh, in verse number 40, verse number 47, he says, and, and, and all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear. You know, it could be money or deliverance, uh, I mean, money or, or miracle cure, whatever the enemy, wherever the man thinks will save them bank loan or whatever people think will save them. The Lord doesn't save with sword and spear for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands. Notice again, he will. David said, I'm here. Yeah, but he is doing it. Glory to God. David said, yeah, I'm going to show up, but he is doing it. He is doing it. And my God, how can you ever be defeated thinking like that? Hallelujah. He said, I'm here. Yeah, but he's doing it. Glory to God. All God needs you to do is step up. Just step up. Just step up. Step up. Remember, it's not so much your ability that he's looking for, but your availability. Our time is gone tonight. I think we've gone just a little bit over, but I pray that you receive the rich word of God. So let's go ahead and pray, my God. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for my friend that is right now watching your beloved. Father, I pray that they would know the power of the covenant that they possess in Jesus Christ. Father, I pray that you would infuse them with that knowledge and great Holy Spirit. I pray that you would lead them into all truth and show them things to come. Show them who they are in you and what they possess. They, that, that they would not be afraid of the tauntings of their Goliath, but that they would rise up and say, just like David said, it is the Lord that will deliver you into my hands. Glory to God. And this whole world would know, my community, my coworkers, all these people will know that it is the Lord that saves and delivers. Father, I pray they'll have that great wake-up moment. Hallelujah. That moment, that time of revelation. 
And Lord, I do bind the enemy of, of fear and frustration, aggravation, sickness, and disease. I cast it from your people right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We declare the, the name of power and deliverance. Lord, let the anointing of your Holy Spirit come upon your people even right now for massive healing and deliverance. We thank you, Father, so very much for being with us here tonight, and we love you so much. And we give you praise in Jesus' name, amen. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Boy, I was blessed. Thank you so much for being a part of this Bible study tonight. Hallelujah. It just would not be the same without you. Glory to God. The presence of the Lord is really upon you. And I'm thankful, thankful, thank you. Thank, I'm thankful, 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 and thank you for being here tonight. Well, don't forget to go to our website at kingdomrock.org. There you can click the contact button and drop us a word, drop us a line if you have a testimony. If you're joining us by way, or rather if you would like, if you're joining us by way of YouTube, you can hit the thumbs up button if this video really spoke to you. And you can leave a comment, of course, if you would like. Uh, don't forget uh, to join us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. We've got another live service there that you do not want to miss. All right, until the next time, remember that Jesus loves you. Oh, yes, I forgot. And when you're on the website, if you want to give toward the ministry, it's always appreciated. You can hit the give button in the top right-hand corner of the screen, and you can give as much as the Lord has allowed you to give. And we do appreciate you giving into the ministry. All right, closing number two. Until the next time, remember that Jesus loves you, and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. I'll see you next time. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.